Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today to O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Killa Kate. So thanks for joining us today, Kate. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to get to learn about your career and everything like that. Um, so I want to go over and talk about, you know, the most, you know, basic question that you probably get asked the most. Um, so what inspired <laughs> you to become a professional wrestler? Um, honestly, like getting to, to see it on TV and stuff was really cool, but it wasn't really until I got to see it like in person, kind of like on more like the independent level that I was like, maybe I could actually do this. Like, you know, it, it, it became a little bit more realistic looking in that like, Hey, I've seen people do it who are just like me kind of. So, um, that's kind of what motivated me to be like, I should, I should try it one day, you know, see how, see what happens. So when you like first, like kind of started thinking like, maybe I could do this, like, cause I know as a kid, like you don't like, there's not like wrestling in high school. I mean, there's wrestling, but not this type of wrestling, you know, obviously yeah. it's like, it's harder to find the training and stuff like that. So did that kind of go through your head? Like, where am I going to go train? Like, how am I going to actually like put this all together? Yeah, actually, absolutely. Um, I got into wrestling when I was like in high school. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll train me. And and at the time, no schools in the area were willing to train people that were, you know, under 18, which I understand. Um, but I literally remember going to like, because my school had high school wrestling. And the uh, high school wrestler teacher was also the history teacher. But he didn't want to have a girl on the team, like, which is kind of weird, because like that had, I've seen girls on teams and stuff like that, even, you know, back then, but I was like, he didn't want to do it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll have to go somewhere else to try to prepare for wrestling. So that's how I got into like BJJ, uh, like MMA training, stuff like that at a young age, because I was looking for something that would prepare me for wrestling and that kind of like fight mentality. So mm -hmm. that's what I did. <laughs> so like once when you started getting into it and the training and all that kind of stuff, like, was it what you were expecting it to be? Like pro wrestling training? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say yes in that I feel like I tried to look up a lot of stuff when I was younger like I was definitely like one of the like internet kids who was always on the <laughs> grew up on the internet basically uh so I was always trying to like you know find whether it was like just information about schools like any kind of videos and stuff I could find or or anything about training so I, I feel like I knew kind of what to expect but nothing really prepares you mentally for it. Like, you know, it's going to be tough, but until you're in there, you don't realize how much of a mental game it is really. Exactly. Because, you know, everyone, you know, they know it's it's a, it takes a physical toll. You're getting slammed on the mat, this and that, but a lot of people don't think about the mental toll and stuff like that. And I like, I know, like I, I never, something I never really thought of until I started like doing these interviews and getting really like heavy on, you know, Twitter and stuff like that. I noticed that uh, one of the important things too, is like social media. Cause I know a lot of wrestlers use social media to like promote themselves and to get their name out there and stuff like that. So tell me a little bit about like the challenge with that. Cause I know like social media can be a good thing but it can also be like a really bad thing at the same time yeah like definitely nowadays you you kind of have to like be a social media like um I don't even want to use the word influencer but in a way you kind of have to like you have to be promoting the shows that you're at you have to be promoting yourself and stuff like that and just constantly uh responding to people or or even like I use social media to to do a lot of my um business dealings and stuff like that in general so you basically have this little computer connected to your hip all the time and as you know like everyone probably feels like it sometimes it feels like you're constantly bombarded by you know messages you know and stuff like that or, or just people trying to reach out to you and you feel like you have to be on all the time and especially with wrestling like you said now like 
just having to promote yourself constantly and stuff like that. It's a lot different than like, you know, the olden days when it was like flyering out and stuff like that. Now you gotta, you gotta basically do that online promotion. So it's, it can definitely take a toll on you, like definitely take a break and stuff like that. Like um, I always try to at least post stuff occasionally during the week, but you know, every day is a lot to ask for people. Exactly. Cause like from, you know, my point of view, me running a podcast, like I feel obligated to be on social media a certain, you know, amount of time per day. Just yeah. because I feel like you have to like, I have to promote my brand and stuff like that. And like, um, I'm, I'm friends with a wrestler and I was asking her all these questions to get in there, you know, a wrestler's side, you know, their point of view and stuff like that. Like, what do you look for? Like when a podcast, you know, reaches out to you. And one of the first things she said is how active they are on social media. Like, you know, if you have a podcast reach out to you and they post once a month, you know, it's kind of, I guess would be a turnoff or something like that. But so I understand like, you know, you know, wrestlers, you know, they, you know, they need to keep, you know, they need to grow their fan base and, you know, keep their current fans happy and stuff like that. So I understand like, you know, you have to, you feel like you have to be on, you know, to fulfill all these obligations and everything like that. Yeah, I, I completely understand. <laughs> hey, some of the best podcasts, you know, they only come out like once a month. So <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, you know, it's quality over quantity. Like some people like are posting like a new episode almost every day and stuff like that. I know those are more so like the bigger podcasts that this is their job. This is their career yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I, I've always been big on quality over quantity. Like I don't want to overdo anything. And, you know, you're right. Like some of the best podcasts, they only post so much and that, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So now my next question, and I'm actually like really excited to, you know, to learn this about you. So your, you know, ring name is Killicate. So where did that come from? Uh, it actually came from uh, my trainer, uh, Lou Gotti is the one who gave the name to me kind of because I have that killer kind of quiet attitude uh, a lot in training, stuff like that. But also uh, once he learned, cause he, he kind of um, does rap also, once he learned to have like a rap background, yeah, that's where the killer what the a part came from so it's kind of like a old kind of like gangster uh, style rap names basically back like the 90s and stuff so mm-hmm. that's kind of where it comes from kill it in the ring and kill on the mic <laughs> exactly I, I like it i dig it i knew it, it definitely had you know that um nostalgia kind of like feel to it like you know it, like you said the killer stuff like that so it definitely gave me some 90 vibes as well and i really dig it <laughs> yeah i definitely i, th- I like it because it, it's kind of you know harkens back to kind of like the old school kind of wrestler names in a way where it was kind of some kind of moniker and not just your name you know (laughs) exactly and like I grew up watching wrestling in the 90s so I I dig anything that reminds me of the old days like I especially like if I see like wrestlers with masks and face paint like you don't see that as much as you used to back in the 90s and stuff like that it's just like I always get excited when I see stuff like that exactly everything's a little bit more realistic nowadays but Exactly. entertainment you know like yeah i i get it because i know like back in the 90s like we a lot of a lot of us like we believed you know these people were who they were on tv like you know i thought that kane and undertaker were really brothers and this is who they really were in real life and now that with especially with social media like i feel like we just kind of know more and it's harder for people to believe you know a more like gimmicky kind of character and stuff like that but i still like i, I like it you know like I'll use Bray Wyatt as an example. I see people complain all the time. Oh, that you can't teleport and do all that kind of stuff. But it's like, it's just entertainment. Like it's, it's fun, you know, like I, I like it. Yeah. And plus everybody has a nickname. So, you know, like you can still have a kind of more fun with that nowadays. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know like in like rest like WWE for yeah, as an example, they don't really use like gimmicky kind of names. They use like real names now for wrestlers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, I miss it. Like I miss names like The Undertaker and Vader and Mankind. And now it's, you know, just, you know, real names. And it is, I understand that's, I guess that's where the business is going and stuff like that. I still like the gimmicky kind of character names and stuff like that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Now, um, I, I want to like kind of like change the subject because I knew like I didn't see this when um, prior to the recording. I did like I noticed it like maybe like a minute into the recording. You have a Mass Effect poster in the background. Oh, yes, I am my, a, my pride and joy. I am a huge Mass Effect fan. Um, the second one is my favorite all time game and I got the <laughs> legendary edition back in May when it came out. So, here. so I'm assuming you're a hardcore fan. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, the first game is has a special place in my heart, um, but I am a hardcore Mass Effect fan. I love sci-fi like in general, but that was like the game I kind of like grew up playing was Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I started with the second one um, for whatever reason. When the first one came out, it just didn't pique my interest, but the second one did. Um, I am embarrassed to say that I still haven't beat the first one. Um, after playing the second one I you know I did go out the GameStop and I bought it and I just couldn't get into it but I do want to get into it with the the legendary edition I'm just I got sidetracked by Resident Evil but yeah Mass Effect oh yeah amazing and the second one like it just it hasn't aged like it's so good and no it's it flows so well like the pacing is just so good like I tell everybody like that's that's the one you got to play if you're kind of you know like "Ah, I don't know like that one's very uh cinematic in a good way yeah like it's perfect from beginning to end it has that really good like feel good moment at the end as long as you you know do everything (laughs) correctly obviously as long as you don't kill everybody (laughs) yeah my first time playing through it I didn't like upgrade the ship so when we were going through Ah. the omega four relay thingy whatever a few uh, I know like a few people died and stuff like that but like when I did like my research and I got everything right and um, I was really excited that I got the platinum trophy for the second one, you know, this time around. So that was really fun. I like the, you know, I'm a trophy hunter. So that was, you know, pretty cool to get that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm assuming you like are a big gamer. So tell me about some other games that you enjoy playing. Uh, big, uh, you know, Mass Effect fan. Um, I'm really into Overwatch for quite a while. Um, definitely. I was like playing that constantly, like every night with friends for a good while. Um Man, there's just so many. Like, I'm a big uh, PlayStation fan, so like, uh, I like you know, Uncharted, um, Naughty Dogs games and stuff like that. Um, gosh, big RPG, big like XCOM. I like XCOM. <laughs> That's like one of my go-to's. Uh, um, just so many. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you're not the first wrestler to bring up Overwatch. I've never played it. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but mm-hmm. I've never. I don't think I've even like looked into it or anything like that but I think I need to because I keep hearing it a lot I just is it like an RBG or like a role-playing kind of thing or no it's it's more like um you kind of like group up with it's like team versus team in a way it makes me think of um team fortress uh if you ever heard of that game where it's kind of like 5v5 situation it's really easy just to pick up and play for 10 to 15 minutes or so and then you can stop or keep playing all night you know but um it's I usually would play that with like a lot of my online friends and stuff like that so that was our go-to 
Okay, yeah, because I'll be honest with you, I um I was in the online multiplayer games and stuff like that, like back when I was in high school. Like I used to love Halo and Gears of War and all that kind of stuff. But um, I as I gotten older, I've gotten you know kind of back into more like single player kind of games and stuff like that. Like I just. I, I feel like it's just it's so competitive when you play online games like even Call of Duty I used to play that all the time and now when I play it I get my ass kicked and it's just yeah. like, it's no fun getting your butt kicked and it's like it seems like there's this hardcore fan base for every game where these people just like play nothing but the same game and they're so good at it and it just kind of takes the fun for you know out of out of it for the people like me who I, I like to kind of dig into a lot of different games and stuff like that so I usually just stick with single player. I feel the same way. That was like my one game where I was like, kind of got a little hardcore into it, but otherwise mostly, you know, single, single player stories are like where it's at for me. Yeah. Like I think the last like online game that I was like really heavy into was like modern warfare two, which was like in like <laughs> oh, yeah. 2011 or something like that. So it's, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Yes. It was definitely a good one. Um, I, I don't know how many times I prestige from that. Like, wow. <laughs> So now we can go um, back to wrestling. So I wanted to talk about like stipulation matches and stuff like that. Like I know like that definitely has its place in the business and some of, you know, some of like the big, big match that people talk about are like the big stipulations and stuff like that. So tell me about like the most like hardcore, like stipulation match that you've done. And then also like, what is a stipulation match that you haven't done that you really want to tackle on in the future? Oh, wow. I got to think about that because I feel like I've done a lot of the stipulations, but um, like I've been in a cage match. I've been in like no DQ, um, two out of three falls, even a lumberjack match I've done. <laughs> that was one of the ones I wanted to cross off the list because I've always been a fan of lumberjack matches for some reason. Um, but kind of like uh, I know like um, Bloodsport does it where they take off the, the ring ropes. I want to do like one of those matches, like where there's no ropes, basically. Seems <laughs> uh, a bit like scary, like you're about to fall off the edge, and you know. No, no, it's not scary. Just you just can't use the ropes for anything. So you know, mm. no rope breaks. You know, no running off the ropes and stuff like that. It's just mat canvas. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know? Yeah, so. that's interesting. I've never heard of a match like that. I need to look that up on uh, YouTube. It reminds me of like I um like I think it was like Tekken or something like that, where if you mm -hmm. fall off the rat, you like lose the round and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, GCW does it with Bloodsport kind of right now, where it's like knockout or tap out only. Um, so I, I just thought it always had a really cool look. So I would love to do something like that. Um, other than that, I don't. I'm kind of at a loss. I guess I haven't done like a a tables or ladder match yet those are kind of ones i haven't done but never say never <laughs> have you ever been uh slammed into a table yet not yet not yet, not yet. yeah because i've always wondered like how like because i've seen some tables they seem like thicker than others and stuff like that i just like if i were a wrestler i would definitely want to go through a table just to say i've been through it you know <laughs> like there, there's a lot of stuff that i would want to do if i was in that kind of shape right right now no because I know I probably wouldn't get back up, but yeah, it just seems like fun. Like, honestly. Yeah. Stipulations. I think you say like it, it adds to the match and that it makes it feel unique or, or different from kind of everything else on the card. So um, I think they're very important, especially when you kind of have like the right, you know, um, story behind it and everything. Yeah. It seems like it, like when there's like a bad blood feud, it just kind of like adds to the story. And it's usually like, 
a lot of companies use it as like the end of like the rivalry, like that big stipulation, you know, match to kind of end the storyline and stuff like that. So it just, it, it, like I said, it has its place and especially with the right feud, it definitely like really works well and blends in well with it. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to talk about the cage match too. So you said you've been in a cage match. Does it feel like intimidating, like being surrounded by this big cage and everything? Yes, uh, it definitely <laughs> does. Because they basically lock you in there. So you, they have to open up the little door, close it, and you're like, I guess I'm stuck in here. <laughs> like, um, so it was definitely an experience. Um, like I was supposed to be in this this big hyped up one, and I I got a concussion unfortunately. So but then luckily a couple months later I had another opportunity to do one, um, and it was it was an experience because <laughs> you're getting thrown around, thrown into that cage, and it feels exactly like you think it feels yeah it definitely looks painful like i've seen you know like the wrestlers have like the the fence or like the cage kind of marks on their backs and stuff like that like i know it definitely definitely got to hurt like I, i've been thrown into like a fence like a metal fence when i was younger and stuff like that and i know it definitely hurts yeah that's exactly what it's like except for you're trapped inside of it <laughs> exactly yeah i would not want to be trapped inside of a you know a cage and all because i'm I'm very claustrophobic so just like kind of like feeling trapped and i don't like that at all yeah you'd be one of the guys who's like i gotta climb over the top now yeah (laughs) i would be that guy climbing and then oh shit like why'd i climb (laughs) up here (laughs) so um now my next question so obviously you started out as a fan so now you're the wrestler now you have the fan so how does it like feel just like knowing that you have fans like people want to meet you and get you know autographs and stuff like that like how does that like feel being in that spot it's really weird (laughs) (laughs) I like I I can't explain other than it's it's really weird and surreal like to to see how like you said how it's kind of switched in a way now uh I just I try to think back to like when like I was a fan and stuff like that and I don't know it's definitely very humbling and and that like um people you know look towards you and they're excited to watch you wrestle and stuff like that and and they're a fan of you so I always just try to take it like that of like wow I'm so lucky to to be in this position and be doing what I'm doing and stuff like that and and so extremely grateful to have people who you know want to see me wrestle and stuff like that so yeah, I can just like imagine like someone coming up to me. Oh, you're from O Face Wrestling. Can I have your autograph? Like, wow, really? Like, you want my <laughs> autograph? Like, you know, you're gonna pay me for it's it? It's weird. Oh, like, wow, yeah, exactly. Like, it's weird, and I don't ever want it to become normal feeling. If that makes sense, like, I don't yeah. ever want to be like, oh, of course I have fans. Like, no, yeah, but it's just it's so surreal in a good way. Like, it's all, it's crazy. <laughs> exactly, and that that's like one of my favorite things about being a fan of independent pro wrestling. Like all of the wrestlers seem this very like appreciative over their fans and they, you know, they are very engaging on social media and stuff like that. And that's like, this like from being a fan, that's like the best thing. Cause you know, obviously when I was younger, social media wasn't really a thing. And then yeah. now that I'm older and social media is booming and just like, in, you know, getting these engagements from, you know, your favorite wrestlers in the Indies, it's just like such a great feeling. Like, I'm sure you've probably seen it you know, on social media, people like screenshotting, oh, this wrestler liked my comment, like holy smokes and stuff like that. Like, you know, like as a fan, like we get like really excited over just like the littlest things. And it's like the littles, the things that you all do, it makes such a big impact on us. 
Yeah, that's that's awesome to see. I'm I'm glad I'm able to make anybody's day. That's that's cool. <laughs> exactly like that. That's definitely like a really cool thing to be able to do. So now I got uh, two more questions for you. Now this next one is um, so far in your career, what is your most proudest moment so far in the wrestling business? Oh, that one's hard. Uh, proudest moment. Oh, that's crazy. I don't. I guess I really, that's a hard one to think about. Um, uh, I mean, you could always just like, if there's any moment, just this click comes to your head, like, oh, this was a really like exciting moment for me or something like that. Like, Yeah, I I guess I've had a couple of those where um, like at my uh, my academy that I started at um, DFW All Pro, I was the first ever women's champion. And that was a uh, proud moment for me, I guess, in, in that, like, um, it was really cool to, to be that and to, to hold that title and be the, the first ever, and hopefully lay the foundation for many other great women's wrestlers to, you know, come through and stuff like that. It, it meant a lot to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like a big thing, because not only is this company, like, putting this title on you and said, hey, I want you to be our champion. It's like, I want you to be our first ever champion, because I feel like when you introduce, like, a new title or, you know, division into a company, you want the first champion to really, like, set the foundation for, you know, the future and stuff like that. And the fact that they put that title on you definitely shows how highly they think of you. Yeah, that was that was definitely a, a proud moment. And then uh, I guess like um, having my parents like come see me wrestle is always like really proud for me because uh, they would come drive me to like all like the indie shows and stuff when I was younger and <laughs> every Friday night uh, my mom would drive me to um, this one indie show and stuff like that so them getting to see me wrestle is like always really proud of like I hope I'm you know making them proud. <laughs> See, I wish when I was younger, I wish I would have known about indie like wrestling and stuff like that because I just thought WWE was the only wrestling promotion on the planet. And I didn't even yeah. know WCW existed. I don't know how I didn't know that. But yeah, like when I got older, I discovered MCW and that's like 45 minutes from me. And I wish I would have known about them when I was, you know, younger because they have like a lot of like WWE legends go there as well. So I could have potentially have met like X-Pac has been there before and he was my favorite growing up. So I would have loved to have been able to meet him and that would have been a big deal because, you know, WWE only travels in your area so many times a year and you know so it's like any promotions they're always there for you so I wish I would have known about that when I was younger yeah uh, like crazily luckily I the reason I found out because they did like a news story because Smack, Smackdown used to be you know like on one of the local channels so like literally they cut to like a hey we have wrestling and we're doing a news story on it locally and I was like what is this like hey mom can you take me to this basically and uh, I guess full circle kind of cool thing is that um, I also kind of train with that company now. That company is called XCW, um, and they run a school up in uh, Denton called the Dojo, um, which is actually partially run by the wonderful lady behind you, uh, Athena. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like a cool full circle moment of this indie company that I used to see like, you know, 10 years ago. Now mm-hmm. I get to train with them. So. That's another proud moment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on the list. Yeah. yeah. Put it on the list. And I'm assuming, like, if you're familiar with Athena from back in the Indies, you know mm-hmm. what our name is inspired by then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember seeing uh, her do that move. And then uh, uh, Gigolo James Johnson is the one who also had kind of, she uh, 
I used it from and stuff like that. So I recognize what it's from. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of people, people that know. <laughs> a lot of people have no idea what it's from, or some people have an idea because if you like Google O-Face, something else comes up. And I was like hoping, and actually Lady Frost, when I had her on my show, she's like, what does your name mean? Like, mm, and I was like, and I had to explain her the story, but yeah, like I'm big Ember Moon, Athena fan. And I was actually going to name the podcast like Eclipse Wrestling, but there's mm-hmm. a page on Facebook called Eclipse Wrestling. So I didn't want to copy or, you know, anything like that. So like, well, no, why not O-Face? And it, it kind of like, fits in perfectly because when I first started this show it was me just talking about WWE and now I'm doing indies wrestling and my name of the podcast is named after a finisher from a wrestler when she was on the indies I thought that was kind of how everything came together full circle yeah no I love it I love the story behind it because like you said if you know you know you know or you should know basically you know yeah exactly. know, your, know your indies history everybody. yeah exactly <laughs> So now my last and final question for you, and this is like a fun one. So if you were given an opportunity by WWE to have a WrestleMania match and you could choose any opponent, it doesn't have to be WWE. It could be AW, Indies, Impact. Who would you choose to go toe-to-toe with? Oh, there's, there's a couple. Okay. So is it okay? I always have my three. So like, is it okay? Three, that's fine. Okay. So my three are always, uh, so Ember, Ember is one of them uh mickey james and mercedes martinez those are like my three dream basically matches <laughs> uh, and i and i really like that answer because you know i feel like when i ask this question this is like question i usually end every episode with you know and a lot of people say sasha or charlotte and someone saying ember moon and mickey james and mercedes martinez like those are three um wrestlers that no one's ever named and that's uh, i'm really excited about that because like I, I think really highly of all of them mm-hmm. and i think that's really cool that i'm getting like a new answer like there's uh, obviously there's nothing wrong with saying sasha Banks or charlotte i understand you know they're amazing sasha they're great. Is actually my they're favorite great. so yeah they're great yeah they're great but when you ask me like that for like personal reasons like mickey was my favorite on on you know, WWE growing up, uh, Mercedes was my favorite on the indies. And then uh, Ember was like my favorite when I saw her locally and stuff like that. So those are the three. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all three of them. I'm Mickey, I, I missed out on her first run in WWE doing like the ruthless aggression mm-hmm. era. Um, I that, that, There was like that time period where I got out of it. But um, I saw like the clips of her doing all the, the psycho crazy lady stuff with um, Trish Stratus and it seemed like she was really great. And I, I did see her impact when she was, you know, yeah. champion. That was, that was hardcore the country. Yeah. Do. Yes. I love that Mickey. <laughs> I love that oh. song. Like so, so much like, I like even ironically, it's so good. And the fact that she sings the song too, that, that's her song. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. There's a music video. Everybody go check it out. I'm hoping now that she's like back on the indies that she, cause she used to be the MCW women's champion. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. she gets back down here so I could finally meet her. That would be really fun. Um, but yeah. And uh, you also like mentioned Ember Moon, you know, and I, I'm like, I'm, I'm a big fan of her. I would, I, I don't really like the rank too much, but she's up there in the top tier, but like with her, like she has like the backstory that kind of um, is similar to mine with like growing up and being bullied and, you know, and then she's also like a geek and all like me. So it's like, I have that like, attachment like and why you know there's more of it's more of a more than just the wrestling as well like i'm a big fan of her and stuff like that yeah but um yeah so that um wraps up our interview so killer kate i just have to thank you so much for joining us today on o-face wrestling thank you for having me it was so much fun absolutely yeah it was a lot of fun um so do you want to share your social media with the listeners so they know where to find you 
Of course, uh, you can find me at WrestleKate on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I have links on there too for um, more information or if you want to get merch and stuff like that, they're on my profile. So just check it out. All right. Make sure you follow her on social media, y'all. Um, I will put all the links in the bio below. And also make sure that you give us a sub on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And thank you all for tuning in and you all have a great day.